What's going on, guys? I'm Alex, and welcome to another episode of the BSR Show. We are the Black Series Rebels. With me, as always, is my boy, Stephen Ellis. What's happening, everybody? And, of course, we've got the spooky Cisco Kid. Yo, what's up, guys? Joining us this week, we had to up our goth punk points by like <laughs> by like 15. He's back and he's not talking about Star Wars this week. With us is Nick Gambarian from Bayside. Yeah, buddy. Hey. It's been a while. It has been like two years, right? I, I know. You had such a fun time on our show that you started a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> quick little tidbit about me. I've been in quarantine since I saw you uh, two years ago. <laughs> I had a hot tip. I had a hot tip that there was a pandemic coming in 2020. I've been in a bunker for you two years. Buck so. You buckled down, boy. <laughs> have I got bad news for you? Things are bad out there, Nick. <laughs> I got bad. I got bad news for you. I mean, you definitely made the right call, but boy, it o- it only gets worse. <laughs> it only is getting worse. Uh, Nick was Nick was up on that hipster quarantine. He he was up, yeah, he yeah. was ahead of the game. I was yeah. quarantining before it was cool. <laughs> Uh, This week, we're kind of switching it up. We don't actually talk about music a lot on the show. So we're doing an episode of Shit We Like, and we're going to be putting together. So uh, everybody clear your heads. I'm going to take you through a meditative experience (laughs) right now, okay? If if you're driving your car to work, I don't fucking care. Close your eyes. (laughs) Close your eyes right now. Everybody close your eyes. It's the year. Thank you. Thank you. It's the year. uh, I don't know. It's a nebulous year, right? And you're planning a high school Halloween party for a eight for a for a Halloween movie with your friends, and of course the entire plot of this movie is that if you don't plan the ultimate Halloween spooky playlist, the cool kids from school won't come to your party <laughs> and have a Halloween party with you. So the four of us are best friends in high school, and we've have to put together the ultimate spooky Halloween house party playlist. Okay. So the way this works, all of us put three songs into the mix. And then we will decide as a team whether we like them on the playlist. Then we'll bring some honorable mentions to the to the joint. And then we will assemble the ultimate spooky mixtape. All right? Everybody sound good? You feel good? Ready. Yes. I love it. Ready. Great. So what we're going to learn is that all of us had no fucking friends in high school is what we're going to You're gonna definitely going to learn. If you didn't already know that about me, you're definitely yeah, going to know. Will, I will just go ahead and admit it. I think I turned out okay, but I definitely – I my one friend from high school I keep in touch with. He lives in Miami. He's a super cool photographer. That's it. That's all I got. One friend that I can remember. Yeah, I got I got one friend from high school who's a photographer. Right on. <laughs> so right there are on. any kids listening right now who are in high school or about to enter high school – just know it'll all end up okay afterwards. <laughs> Hang in there. It will end up better. Just, just, just know, none of it fucking matters. No. You're off to a good start. You're listening to a podcast where a bunch of grown grown men talk about childish things. You're off to a great start. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so let's take it to our first segment, Steve. And why don't you hit us with a little bit of hype music as we put together the ultimate spooky Halloween playlist. All right, guys, we've got a huge party. We're throwing a huge party tonight. I know we all we all went off into our collective circles and put together a list. we got to do this or else no one's going to like us in high school. <laughs> Nick, 
<laughs> you you're our you're our ringer here. We're gonna yeah. need you to bring the goods. All right. <laughs> number yeah. three. What is your number three choice for a spooky Halloween playlist? So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go for the a little bit of shameless self-promotion, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey guys, I don't know if this is spooky or not. I think it's spooky, but it's actually my own band. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. And everyone's going to be like, you're in a band, Nick? And we're like, yeah, man, I'm in a band. It's like our seventh record. I'm in high school. It's totally cool. <laughs> this is um, like, wait, oh, this is the plot line of the of the party, right? It's like, yeah. you've been practicing with your band and nope. And this is like what you're looking forward to, finally <laughs> releasing your spooky yeah. song. So Steve, hit us with Nick's spooky song. Pretty spooky. Can you we also have to pay Nick because we're playing I think we're gonna be cool. Oh yeah. That's that is awesome. one of my that's one of my favorite songs that we've written. But that that song came to mind when you know i'm thinking of spooky songs or whatever because the jack our guitar player um put an effect on on his guitar part in the verse and we always called it the like spooky hallway effect you know so i'm just like it sounds like you'd be like in a horror movie and it's just really echo dirty like one note kind of thing the song's in three four times so it's like a little off-putting so i was just like you know what first of all this is one of my favorite songs we ever wrote and second of all it just had this like thread in my mind of uh, it being spooky because we always called that guitar effect the spooky hallway. Spooky hallway. I, now I'm trying <laughs> to remember, were you, the last time you were on our show, had Intero Bang come out? I don't no. think it had. No, it's only so, a year old now. If uh, if everybody out here is listening, if you actually want, I mean, I'll do, I'll do the shameless plug for Nick, <laughs> a kick-ass fucking record to listen to this time of year. And Tarot Bang by Bayside is absolutely one to dive into. With the, I actually have on my honorable mentions. I don't want to embarrass you. I have one of your songs on my honorable mention. So I'm gonna I'm gonna awesome. say which is my favorite spooky Bayside song. But I think Numb is absolutely going on the list. Why don't you give him a Mario coin, Steve? Mario coin. One second here. <laughs> Steve's now, like, I Steve's, hate this Steve's, fucking. Steve's having a little technical difficulty, so we'll come back with that in a minute. Damn, Don't worry Spotify about a Mario. Coin. Doesn't pay me. Spotify doesn't pay me. Steve's not giving me a Mario coin. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, all right. Okay, Cisco. Nick's bringing heat out the gate. What are you thinking, Cisco? What are you bringing oh, to the man. party? I kind of feel like I'm gonna let you guys down. So I had a. I gotta be honest. I had a hard time coming up with my third pick for this. I just like, for whatever reason, I was, I ran into a mental block with picking spooky songs. Um, and, and in retrospect, I probably could have picked anything, but I ended up going with Grim Grinning Ghost, which is the, the Haunted Mansion theme song, um, <laughs> which I fucking love. And like, when I hear it, it just gets me super amped for that ride. Let's check it out. Doors creak and the tombstones quake. Oh, oh you're making me so happy. Hats materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim, grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now, don't close your eyes and don't try to. So, part of it is sentimental. I miss being able to go to Disneyland. Um, prior to the shutdown, my daughter, my four year old, would not go on Haunted Mansion no matter what. 
now she's like begging to go on it. She wants to do it so bad. So mm. we just can't wait until the park opens up so we can take her back on. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my my first entry into the spooky songs. That's a I'm great a choice. You know, it's funny because it's year round. You kind of don't link it to Halloween, hmm. but in a weird way, it kind of is the penultimate like I was going to say the penultimate Halloween barbershop track, because I don't know that there are a lot of Halloween barbershop songs. Yeah. Uh, when you guys think of Haunted Mansion, let's go down the line. What's the first thing you sort of think about? Nick, do you have like a, a an iconic scene in the Haunted Mansion that sticks with you? Uh, besides waiting in the long line? Uh, I don't, you know what? Like I... I'll be honest, my my like love for Disney overall is very new. I really never had an annual pass until Galaxy's Edge opened up. So I always beelined right for Galaxy's Edge for the last you know year or so. Um, and only until I started to see how much fun everyone else was having with the rest of the land did I like get into it. So I've really only been on Haunted Mansion like maybe two times. Um, I'll go with a very boring answer and just say like the waiting room that like expands, you know, oh, like that's, I, awesome. I kind of, that's, that's very cool. It's a very it's cool so part. Good. What about you, Steve? Oh man. Even to this day, I'm still just mesmerized. Like I was as a kid with the uh, dining hall and just sort of how they pull the effect off of all the good. Yeah. Dancing yeah. And, very cool. And all of that. It still gets me. What about you, Cisco? The end when you're waiting for your ghost, who do you always want? <laughs> I always want the skinny guy. The like, I always want the fat guy. guy. I never yeah. get the fat ghost. I always get that old fucker with the big beard. It always Same. bums me out. <laughs> yeah, tell you they 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 weighed it towards that old guy. I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> I heard uh, we don't have time for it on the show, but maybe one day if we do a um, a uh, Disneyland theme show, uh, one of my old agents in Hollywood used to work at Disneyland and had tons of amazing haunted mansion stories. We should totally have her on to talk about it. Cause they were, they were rad. Uh, all right, Steve, hold on a sec. Hey Nick. Hey Nick. I, I have yeah. something for you. Sorry about that. Okay. Hey, oh, he's Steve's so happy. <laughs> That's like one full coin as opposed got... to Spotify paying me 0.00017 coins <laughs> <Yes>. per stream. <laughs> we pay well, in sound effects here. <laughs> well, I'm about to get kicked off the show for this one, guys, and out of the party. But, um, you know, my wife, oh, my wife loves Halloween and she always makes Halloween mixes. And when we first started dating, I used to goof on her hard because she would like make Halloween mixes and it would have songs in them like that had things like no doubt spider webs and but just because it had spider webs in the song right and yeah. i was like it's that's not a halloween song just because <laughs> it, it has is, spider webs in it and Absolutely. now like 13 years later however long we've been together like there's certain songs now that play and i now think of them and i think of halloween and so hmm. not a lot of people think of this uh songwriting duo known as hollow notes as a halloween song but uh when i hear this song i think of Halloween. So yeah, uh, Hollow Notes Man Eater. Um, Let me say this. I'm giving you a pass because Hollow Notes fucking rocks. Thank they you. They slap, bro. I'm all <laughs> about the yacht rock, and Hollow Notes are like the kings of that. 
and uh oh, Daryl Hall. Man, dude, Daryl Hall has that fucking <laughs> awesome like at home with Daryl Hall. Oh yeah, where he proposes. Oh, yeah. Very great. So good, man. Man Eater is fucking great. And his and and uh, Man Eater with CeeLo Green is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I could yeah. swear I, I vaguely remember uh, Daryl Hall wearing a Bouncing Souls shirt in one of those. I don't remember who the guest was on the show because all I could think about is how he was wearing a Bouncing Souls shirt on, <laughs> on one of his episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Definitely ahead of his time with the internet stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I do think I think if you were to eat a human alive, that's pretty spooky. <laughs> so if you take that song at literal face value, that's a very, very, very horrifying song. Mm-hmm. She's a man eater. She eats eats people. Alex, she will chew you up. They Alex. double down on the lyrics. It's like in case you didn't understand that she's a man eater, she will chew yeah. you up <laughs> and spit you out. She doesn't even eat. She just kills <laughs> <Yeah>. you. She <laughs> okay, kills did you. Anybody, by... Did anybody watch Jennifer's Body? Yes. Nah. No, like that song feels like it fits in that movie. I've never oh, watched totally it either. Did. Oh, like, got a should have been in it. No, for sure. Might have. Alex, what are you bringing to the party, bud? I'm not even going to say anything about it. Just hit me with it. All right, here we go. I'm going with Dead Man's Party, Oingo Boingo. I created this show just so I could play Oingo Boingo on our on our <laughs> show because that song to me is like the one of the ultimate Halloween kind of spooky visual songs. I love it because it's one, it's Danny Elfman. So exactly, yeah. Just knowing what his career would become, it's like he almost is like in that song telling you, hey. If you like going go boingo and this is your vibe, I'm gonna, there's gonna be years of movies, <laughs> culture, everything that I'm gonna give you will sort of feed into this vibe of like Dead Man's Party. And I think the opening guitar riff is so rad. It's just like the weird like digital drum kit that comes in that dun dun dun. It's just a very <laughs> cool. It sounds like a Danny Elfman score in a Tim Burton movie came to life in a song, and. This is the song that I feel like when we're having our party, like people are a little uncomfortable at first, but by the time this song comes in, like there's fucking skeletons dancing at the party. There's it's like, when everyone like, starts dancing. Everybody starts dancing, like just like dead people dancing with all the people that Steve's like, all the men that were eaten, like are now alive and they're, they're, they're zombies <laughs> dancing with everybody. This is where shit gets wild. When Dead Man Party starts, shit gets wild. So I brought Oingo Boingo to the party. Thank you for flattering me. And we can just call this episode. I just really wanted to hear <laughs> Dead Man's Party. All right. Just any anything like 80s new wave, just with the synths and like the note choices. Like it just, it's all creepy a little bit, you know? So it just has such a, like, that song to me is like the goth equivalent of hocus pocus to a horror movie do you know what i mean like oingo even the name oingo boingo is like this is going to be a fun spooky song as opposed to like scary goth or scary yeah. scary metal all right nick wait number two re- real quick i gotta say if you haven't seen it look up the video it's fucking amazing oh, oh yeah. it's fire 
And then number two, real quickly, I was telling the guys before this, Nick, that Oingo Boingo Dead Man's Party was the encore to the Nightmare Before Christmas live show at the Hollywood Bowl. So after the credits rolled, Danny Elfman came out and performed Dead Man's Party for the people who stayed, who were smart enough to stay for the encore. And it was unbelievable. Like just seeing him perform it live was rad. Oh, yeah, that's a fun little fact, too, for people listening at home. There's possible you guys don't know this, but the the singing voice of Jack Skellington is Danny Elfman, and he was the singer in Oingo Boingo. So for those of you that don't know that, if you want to have like a bunch of Jack Skellington B-sides, go listen to the album <laughs> Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. All right, Nick, hit us with your number two, bud. All right, this one's, it's if everyone started dancing very soonly after that, it's going to turn into a mosh pit. A little circle pit, maybe. I'm going to go a teenage bottle rocket song called Necrocomicon. It's a little silly, but horror-ish, you know? It's about it's a little wordplay, Necrocom, Necrocomicon. So everyone's now moshing at our party. This is awesome. I think I that's it. a great, a great call. I think that would totally follow up Oingo Boingo too. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I feel too. like I'm sort of picturing like a spooky band, maybe like in, in in the fictionalized world, like the band that was playing the high school party. This is like they come up and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna slap out a quick track." They just yeah. look like yeah. they throw some. The they day. throw some nerd in the pool. And it just like the party yeah. moves from the inside to the backyard and shit just starts going off. Yeah, the pool. The pool is now in play by the time this song comes on. <laughs> the pool is now in play. Uh, I like Teenage Bottle Rocket. You know, they're not they're not a band that I go to often, but they'll pop up a lot on like uh is it uh serious faction punk or whatever. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I if I ever listen to if I'm just like burned out on podcasts or burned out on the same like five albums I'm into mm-hmm. at the moment, I'll turn that on. And Teenage Bottle Rocket will come up a lot. And they've got a couple of really cool songs. I should I should make an effort to dive into their catalog more. I yeah, bet I would really kinda, like it. It's, you know, after, you know, obviously, like I, I would say in a very like early Green Day sense, you know, it's very simple, like three or four chord punk rock, very uh you know, this song is a concept about going to Comic-Con and everyone actually being a zombie, basically, you know, <laughs> like, like, uh, they have fun. They don't take themselves very seriously. And, uh, just overall their sound is like very influenced by the Ramones and like very early green day, screeching weasel, that type of thing. So it's, it's a throwback, but they're a current band. Well, I gotta say Brad. when I was pulling the clips for the show, um, that was a song where I went, Whoa, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I've not heard this before. Yeah, yeah, I like this a lot. So yeah, no, Thank they're, you. they're still around. They're from Wyoming. They they, they tour. We I, I liked them, and then we I, I think it was twenty fourteen Warp Tour. They were on, and they were like one of the few bands that I knew that I liked before we got there. So I made it. I just was like immediately was like, "Hey guys, I like your band. Let's hang out all summer." And and we did. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, Cisco, number two, buddy. What you and, what you got for us? Anyone who's been listening to or watching this show for any period of time <laughs> should not be surprised by my next pick. Go ahead and play it, Sivo. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy you all know me as we 
Awesome. <laughs> Listen, Nightmare on My Street is one of the songs that's like the soundtrack to my life. I mean, I just remember playing that song ad nauseum as a kid on the cassette tape and, you know, finally being able to like rewatch the video again after it had been met, like basically wiped from the internet from so long. They finally were able to bring it back just like a year or two ago or a couple of years ago. Well, I think it ended up happening. I think it ended up becoming a special feature on the uh, like Nightmare Before or Nightmare on Elm Street box set. <laughs> something yeah because they had basically like uh copyrighted them or whatever it was but um it's just super funny it's a moment in time you know it was like the fresh prince and jazzy jeff doing their thing storytelling and being silly and funny and tying it in with a movie that you know ended up falling through but it's just so good and it's great <laughs> listening to freddie like talk shit throughout the song too <laughs> i feel One like thing- Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Uh, the, the one thing I remember about that is I, I vaguely remember the video. Freddie had like records for yes in, on his hands, right? Instead of blades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's such awesome. a vague memory because Cisco, like you said, I think it got the song got like not, not in trouble, but it got like pulled or the video got pulled or something, right? The video did. Yeah. So I think the story that I remember hearing was that they had agreed to do the song as a promotion or t- as a tie in with whatever the movie the new nightmare on Elm street movie was that com- was coming out and then somehow it got messed up the the contract or whatever got messed up and so they ended up killing it so the song was still floating out there but the video was gone because they couldn't have like the official tie-in yeah. so with here freddie and so here it is new line cinema copyright holders of nightmare on elm street franchise sued dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince's record label for copyright infringement forcing the label to destroy a music video produced for the song. Both sides eventually settled out of court. Um, but yeah, it was originally supposed to be made for um, Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master. And at the last second, the producers of the film decided against including it. Therefore, it wasn't... And they had already gone and done the video and whatnot. And right. So, yeah. I, I feel I, like... If we were writing our spooky movie, that's the song that plays when like the two middle school kids that weren't invited to the party are like trying to sneak in, like it cuts <laughs> out and they're like, oh, this is, we're going to get into this high school party. And that's kind of like their theme song. I'm like picturing a young Cisco, <laughs> like trying to break into a, <laughs> a little a high school party <laughs> in middle school. And that's like his little jam as he walks around. <laughs> My guy, I'm the one throwing the party. Okay. You're true, 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 true. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Fine. Maybe it's little me. It's little me on the outside with like big Emmett Smith Reeboks <laughs> with, your, <laughs> with, your di- with your Diamondback Viper with your pigs like <laughs> yeah. trying to do tail whips into the garbage yeah. cans doing some flatland <laughs> uh, alright Steve hit us with your number two uh, this one's a classic by the group Who Done It Dude, uh, <laughs> <wrong> rules. 
um i don't know that song has always cracked me up uh from a young age um it's been on a ton of halloween uh party mixes that i've been to where they've you know parties where they played it um it's just one that i seem to always either play um late at night when i'm when i used to drive down hollywood boulevard <laughs> or uh, uh when i think of halloween Perfect so <laughs> i already love this there's so far i've actually never heard that song oh really no, oh. that's not I might rules. have only heard the, the, those ten seconds. Right, that's all you need <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, uh, but yeah, we don't really need to go too deep into that one. I think we all get it. The freaks come out at night. This is like the party starting to get a little wild, <laughs> a little right? weird. I, actually, I feel like that's the beginning of the party when no one's dancing yet. They're all kind of looking at each other, like, "How do we feel about <laughs> that's, this?" That's where like, you, that's oh, where yeah. people like that's where your friends sort of entered early. Before the yes. party really started <laughs> popping off, the early people arrive. Yeah. The freaks come out at night. Uh, okay, so here's now something completely different. Uh, my number two is Steve's going to play a clip of it, and I would like to personally apologize, but the man is an artist, and he can do whatever he wants with his art. This song is filthy. Uh, it is the song Transylvania by Tyler the Creator. Well, let's just let it speak for itself. Oh God. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I just got to say, I, I I laugh thinking of Alex in his like bike wear for his <laughs> early in the morning to yeah. like, you know, get the blood flowing, just cranking down the Chandler bike path. A hundred percent. Listening to this. A hundred percent. I've been a huge fan of Tyler, the creator since the album Goblin. And this song is on Goblin. And when I'm. I think because Tyler also kind of embodies that punk rock spirit. I feel it in a lot of his music and specifically in that album, Goblin. There's a couple of tracks that I couldn't decide between. I even thought Yonkers. Yonkers oh. is a really good. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Yon Yonkers is a fantastic Halloween track. Uh, he's also got one called She. That's a really good one, which is about like a stalker outside your bedroom. Like it, Goblin in general is a great sort of like hip hop fall record. And uh, that song particular, I was like, well, you got to go with the song called Transylvania. It's definitely brutal and it is not safe for work. So if, if you have sensitive ears and you don't like visuals that are uh, on the more, I guess I wouldn't even say raunchy as much as maybe triggering side. I don't know if Tyler, the creator, specifically the album Goblin is for you, but for me, I love listening to it on like a long bike ride at night or like this time of year that that album will come on, come on more. Or, you know, at midnight at your Halloween party. Yeah, at midnight at the Halloween party, dude. This is when shit gets <laughs> When you really want people crazy. to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you want people to leave, you're like, time to leave. Put on Transylvania by Tyler Crane. And then Alex is just dancing by himself in the corner like, no, we're just getting started. All right. We're moving into number one. Number one here. All right, Nick, what's your number one spooky song for the playlist? This actually was a pretty easy choice. Um, the Ramones are one of my favorite bands. And being from New York and now living in California, I feel like the Ramones were like swapped out for the Misfits out here. 
you know, like everyone liked the Ramones. It was like a part of the culture in New York, but I move out here and it's the Misfits instead of the Ramones. Uh, but the Ramones wrote a song called Pet Cemetery for the movie Pet Cemetery way back in the day. And and uh, yeah, I mean, I love anything to do with the Ramones and it's a spooky video, it's a spooky song. You don't get much spookier than Stephen King type stuff. So the Ramones, Pet Cemetery. Tune. <laughs> you can't beat the Ramones. I, I'm, I couldn't. Yeah. When I was pulling the clips, I was like, I can't find a good spot to cut this. It's all yeah, right. Good. <laughs> all great Dude, Nick, you know it's funny that you say that because it's been sort of weird to me. I I grew up, born and raised here in Los Angeles. The Misfits to me seem to be like a sort of newer generational thing because yeah. growing mm-hmm. up here, I I always it, the only punk stuff that I was ever exposed to was. The Ramones, Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. um, Violent Femmes, and the um, The Clash. Yeah, that was it. I didn't know anything about the Misfits, and it wasn't until like way later as an yeah. adult yeah. where it seemed like people were like sort of obsessed with the image more so than oh, the totally. actual music. Like, total marketing, but like I don't even think it's from them. You know, it's just right, from right. like a logo came out and Hot Topic came out, and yeah. like it just all like, coincided. It kind of felt like Obey, but not yeah. really. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was like, oh, this is cool, but not. You know what I mean? Like people thought it was cooler than it actually was. I don't know, but I'm mean, nothing wrong with the Misfits, but mm-hmm. you know. I 100% agree with you. I think the Ramones are up there with those other three bands. Like, I'm not even immersed in like punk music like that, but those bands to me are like things that I would listen to on K Rock when I didn't listen to K Rock. Mm-hmm. And if it came on, I was like, oh, I'm listening to Violent Femmes or I'm listening to the Ramones or I'm listening to these guys because um, it's just a mistake. Or same thing with like the Smiths or I mean, that's yeah. a different type of music, but the, that same idea. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Nick, same with me growing up in California. Like it was like, I want to say I knew of Danzig before I knew yeah. of Misfits. Uh huh. For um, sure. And I want to say I didn't really know of misfits until afi covered the halloween track <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know maybe but i, I agree it, the ramones were were more more po- popular when i was we, growing up i feel like we had this kid cool. in my high school that we all called fat marcus and he had a, <laughs> he had a misfits denim jacket that he wore every single day with the big misfits skull on the back and it was just all studs yeah fat marcus was awesome that sounds like a cool guy <laughs> he was rad <laughs> fat marcus was fat marcus for sure got to the party oh man and he went wild like he yeah. definitely got it going at our party he was knocking people out in the mosh pit <laughs> it's really watching the remote you know every once in a while like i'm not uh, i hate to say this but i'm not really that excited and impressed about like you know bands are doing live streams and stuff like that to you know the, we all need to do it bayside hasn't done it yet but uh it's just not my thing the energy is missing one thing i will do 
will I'll go back in time on YouTube and pull up Ramones or Rancid or anything from the 70s, 80s, 90s. And you want to like just feel good about the way music used to be. Watch a Ramones show from like the late 70s, or early 80s. And it's just like four dudes on stage playing their songs faster than they've ever played them before. And mm -hmm. like, no, they're not, they don't have moves, you know, like they're just like jerking around on stage, like jumping off beat. Like it's just literally like the energy on the stage is just something that like, it's so hard to uh, ever compare it to anyone else because it's just so them. Like you could, if you wanted Authentic. to, if you wanted to like, go and do a cover set of the Ramones, it would be hard to emulate what they do because they didn't even, I feel like they didn't even know what they were doing up there. <laughs> they really are like the Beatles of punk rock. Yeah. They're the type so of band where only very few bands can play a Ramones song mm -hmm. and have it sound as interesting as the Ramones. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with you. those, you know, those Misfits records that, that sound terrible. And it's like, you have, if you know enough about music, your you covering the misfits or the ramones won't sound right because they barely knew how to play their instruments right, and right. that was part yeah. of the charm so you can't just play the same notes and it, it's going to sound too good and therefore it's actually worse because <laughs> you, you just strange amp with the but just like totally but like how many tone. like i i'm in the middle of it i know alex read it the bad religion book the autobiography <laughs> i want to say even in the beastie boys i want to say in you know, how many times have you heard from different people that are now successful musicians or whatnot? They go, yeah, I heard the fucking Ramones and I went, wait, I can, yeah. do, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and, and it's, it's something that we, you know, I don't necessarily know. I don't know that that exists anymore. If it does, it's just not, you know, I did someone did a, a younger kid here, Billie Eilish, and was like, oh, I could do this. That sounds hard to me. You know, like I don't, that doesn't sound like something you could just pick up and learn and write a song within a week. Uh, you know, Billie Eilish song sounds way more uh, involved than a Ramon song. But I mean, that's something that, that, I, maybe the world is missing right now. It's like something that gets people off the couches and creating within a, a day or two because it's that simple, but not simple in a bad way. You well, know, attainable, I guess, a, is a good way. You know, and I it definitely am preaching to a, the choir here a little bit. But there's something that sonically happens when people get into a room together, mm -hmm. right? Like we talk about it on this show a lot. Like this is very fun to do this show over the internet because it's something to do during quarantine. But we, we, the three of us are constantly talking about how, oh God, just wait till we can get into a room together again yeah. and we can do this show, right? <laughs> yeah. Like we just feel more comfortable. We play off each other's energy. And that's something that bands like the Ramones, bands like Rancid, bands like a lot of these really high energy, high octane punk bands like the Misfits, you can feel that when they play. Like Bad Religion's a great example, right? Like if you yeah. go listen to early early bad religion you can feel their energy in the room mm -hmm. like totally. if nothing else you're like these dudes are hyped up while they're playing yeah these songs so yeah I i'm with you 100 like one of the hardest things about corn I, I i've said it now maybe five times in the last two weeks as soon as we can go to concerts again i'm never turning a concert in. <laughs> yeah i'm going I think that's to the also it's a, it's something that's sort of like special about a certain type of music too right like and i think punk lends itself to that in a big mm -hmm. way which is totally. like the the recorded version of it never sounds as good as the like 
even yeah. watching like the videos of live performances on YouTube, right? Like there was a video that went viral a week or two ago of this Bad Brains concert. And I was like, I don't think I had ever seen a, like a live of a recording of Bad Brains live before. And I was just like, holy fuck, like this just looks nuts. Like everybody just losing their minds and like jumping off of their the stage and everything. And it was just like, dude, wow. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? And like their voices, like Nick, exactly what you said. Like they don't sound perfect. Like, you know, they might be like off time sometimes or whatever, mm -hmm. but like, that's the, the beauty of it. And I know Henry Rollins talks about this a lot too. Like I like listening to his show on KCRW and like, he'll always kind of talk about just like the beauty of the, playing in a dingy basement with yeah, just like 150 people or whatever and yeah all right cisco what's your number one dude <laughs> speaking of dingy basements <laughs> my number one is like the, the polar opposite of the song <laughs> this guy's got a lot of energy <laughs> but but it's also like my quintessential halloween song and like probably you know one of the greatest pop songs of all time so go ahead I don't want to get sued, so I'm not going to play too much of that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and obviously a lot of this comes from like the song is great, but it, you know, the video is next level. I mean, it took video making to that next level, which is like, it's a mini movie, right? It's like a short movie and uh, the choreography is fantastic. And you know, it's a thriller, man. What else can you say about thriller? Who's the artist again? <laughs> Never heard of him. guy. Little indie guy, uh, Mikhail Jackson, Vince, Vincent Price. I want to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't have a you can't have a Halloween playlist and not have Thriller. No, you know this. That's that's definitely, and it's so funny because as we were putting this list together, Thriller didn't even cross my mind, right? Because one thing I love about, especially like spooky songs in general, and really just music in general is that there are so many different genres. There's so many different ways this can go. I wasn't even thinking thriller. And then as soon as you put it, I'm like, well, fucking of course, <laughs> like, yeah. of course you have to put thriller on this list. It's, I mean, I thought the exact same way about dead man's party. Like when I saw that on the list, I was like, Holy, I'm so mad that I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's so many great spooky tracks and, uh, I know Steve's going to bring some heat for his number one. Steve, what's your number one, my dude? Well, you know, I'm really excited. This is probably one of my favorite bands. And as I've gotten older, I just find myself listening to them more and more. And maybe I'm just a fucking strange dude. And I'm even more excited because by the time this thing airs, the Spike Lee directed um, live show of David Burns from the talking heads um, American utopia Broadway show will be on HBO, which I've been looking forward oh, to. Wow. So without further ado, can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. Can't sleep cause my bed's on fire. Don't touch me. I'm a real live wire. Run, 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 run 
that's one of those songs that like people are going to be annoyed that they're listening to it that it doesn't keep going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they're like, oh god damn it, I want to listen to more of Psycho Killer. Why'd you pick Psycho Killer, Stevo? Oh gee, I don't know. You tell me, Alex. Because it slaps, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah, it's and again, it's another one of those ones that my wife always had on in Halloween mixes, and I was always like, that's not a Halloween song. Just because it says Psycho Killer, that does not constitute. And now I'm like, that is a fucking Halloween song. Oh, absolutely. When you put on your glasses, do you hear that? <laughs> Every morning. Every Psycho morning. Killer. Especially as I would shave my head, you know, early on in quarantine. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Cutting your head with a Floby or whatever that thing's a Flebo, the fucking vacuum. The fucking American vacuum. Psycho uh, yeah. skincare routine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that that's the song that's playing while like you're you're loading up the snacks for the party. That's like the first one that sort of creates the party montage. Well, my number one is not as iconic as Psycho Killer. Definitely not. Well, it's more. It's definitely more iconic than Michael Jackson's Thriller. Like no, <laughs> that song's nothing. Uh, no, no, mine. I know Nick. I know Nick will relate to this this choice, but I can't in my Deep down in my soul and my little California skater heart, I can't put together a spooky playlist and not put put the spookiest band maybe of all time on it. Like they taught me that wearing black is cool and that yep. black and red will never go out of style. Uh, this is one of the first bands that I truly fell in love with. I still love this band. Uh, I know Amanda Jean from our Scream episode is a huge Alkaline Trio fan. And I went with one of my favorite Alkaline Trio songs, which is All On Black from Good Morning. My mind where I hold you I'm just trying to keep track How far back it really goes And I'm living in lack Of the blood sent from the heavens I'm just trying to as the killer's waiting right outside my door I love this band. I absolutely fucking love so Alkaline great. Trio. And they have a they have a run of albums. And Nick can probably speak a lot more to Alkaline Trio better than mm -hmm. I can. But like, there's a run where they came out with a record called From Here to Infirmary through a record called Crimson where I feel like they were just like such a cool tone and this kind of weird gothy pop punk totally, that you yeah. just didn't hear a lot of bands doing. And the bands that tried to do it couldn't do it as well. There were really two of them. It was AFI and Alkaline Trio were the two that really resonated with me. But Alkaline Trio for me always just felt cooler because they kind of had this like Chicago kind mm -hmm. of like, they just didn't sound like a coastal totally. band. Yeah. They have a very, like you can even hear it in that, what we just played. They don't sound like the Ramones and they don't sound like other pop punk spooky genre bands. Mm -hmm. So Alkaline Trio was a big influence on me as a kid. They definitely taught me how to dress for better <laughs> or for worse. But I don't know if you guys have any Alkaline Trio stories, but I have a lot of them. I just remember Frank Cayetti outside Second City. Mm -hmm. Like spending hours in that back parking lot talking to me about alkaline trio and i just remember <laughs> being like really 
like I knew of Alkaline Trio. I didn't. I never owned an album, but like I had seen the videos. I think I may have seen them at Warp Tour or something. Um, but I just I had never like gotten down with them. And Frank was just like Alkaline Trio, Alkaline Trio, Chicago. This and like just going off to where I finally was like, oh, maybe I should look into these guys. Yeah. It's definitely like I, I guess to you know speaking on their coolness it's just very authentic and doesn't seem forced and i feel like bands that liked alkaline trio afterwards the dark imagery and the way they looked all sound forced you know like too too influenced um and it just seemed like lyrically their storytelling it just flowed you know and 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 they were very good songwriters and there was two songwriters in the band and two vocalists mm-hmm. so they just always had their own thing going on and and they deserved all the all the you know accolades they got and i don't remember the the string of albums you're talking about definitely starts with from here to infirmary but does that include uh is it agony and irony? Which one is uh, agony and irony? Is the one after crimson? Okay, I I don't me, I don't include that, it, but some people love it. I love it I, because yeah. it, coming from like a like the way you guys would probably tell me why like your favorite movie is your favorite movie because you have like behind the scenes like knowledge of how things are made and all that. Like to me, agony and agony and irony is like them signing to a major label with like the alkaline trio bases loaded and hit a grand slam you know like they it sounds amazing they wrote great songs uh and really just did everything that made them popular only kind of wrapped it up nice and put a bow on it ultimately it didn't like make them any bigger but i think it was like a very it was as good of a representation as alkaline trio can be it might not be their best album to a lot of people i I love it i think it might be my favorite one but uh to me it's i just like that behind the scenes like for us our album killing time was like our i think it's our fifth record and that was our moment where we were like let's go be the best bayside that we've ever been you know and like to me we delivered so like i just like that kind of behind the scenes aspect of a band working really hard and then getting an opportunity and seizing that opportunity and to me that's what agony and irony is plus we also toured with them a little bit on that record cycle so it has a, a special place in my heart I remember uh, Good Morning came out in like maybe the fall of 2003 yeah. and I had the the CD in my backpack for maybe like f- five straight weeks. It was the yeah. one CD I looked to and it was so just like good. that black and red, white, mm-hmm. like three color painted scheme of them all in sunglasses at a yeah. graveyard. And yeah. you just and I'm sure all of us can speak to this, especially when you're talking about music, because there's something very personal to your musical taste, but you just felt like you had a secret, right? Like, like all the other kids were listening to whatever was playing on TRL. And I kind of had this little thing that nobody knew about. It was like (laughs) me and my five friends and alkaline trio is one of those bands for me. And I, I still love, I love that band. All right, let's go down the line and let's do some honorable mentions. And then we'll, we'll quickly wrap it up in a boat. I think we can already say, with authority, all these are going on the fucking playlist, right? Like we <laughs> yeah. nailed it. So, so should we throw these uh, sit- all on a Spotify playlist or what? We really should. Oh, totally. We'll we're gonna we'll put a link in the sh- in uh on the podcast show notes, and you can listen to the uh the Black Series Rebels made a spooky playlist on Spotify. Uh Cisco, you got any uh honorable mentions? I do actually inspired by our conversation. So the first one is Yonkers by Tyler. Oh, and mo- yeah. mostly because 
the video is so fucking nightmare fuel. It's just it's creepy, so good, horrible. Like it, it, it's one of those things where I was like, I didn't know what the hell I was watching. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Absolutely, I love it. And then bringing it back to Tyler, and we'll do Wolfgang sandwiches because their performance on Jimmy Fallon is one of the funniest, most nutty things I've ever seen. Where him and Haji are just going ape shit all over the stage and like losing their minds, and Jimmy's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, and then uh, the last one is a little bit of a, a curveball, but I think it merits uh, inclusion, and that is. Um, I wrote it down. Hold on one second. Sorry. It's a uh, hit to be square by Huey Lewis in the news because of its inclusion in American psycho. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best scenes in that entire movie. Love it. What about you, Steve? Uh, I originally was going to pull something off of the AFI all hollows EP. And um, I chose hollow notes instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't go check out the, the little EP, they do a cover of the misfits Halloween on there. Um, I don't know. I, I I've love, got I fall, love I've got Fall Children from that EP on yeah. my honorable mentions. Fall Children was another one of those songs where, like, man, when the leaves the leaves start changing colors in Northern California, you're like, oh, that's Fall Children weather. Put on <laughs> Fall Children as you're driving to school, and you're like, yeah, I'm so fucking cool. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Nick? You got any uh, honorable mentions for us? Uh, for some reason, overall, when I thought spooky, I was like Mike Hem. And then I kind of came up with the three I actually put on the list as uh, I put them before MCR, but I, I felt like MCR, I was like, there's got to be a creepy something or other. And I feel like their most creepy Halloween-y song is Mama featuring Liza Minnelli. Very, very <laughs> cool song. <laughs> Nothing spookier than a little Liza Minnelli. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I've got Fall Children by AFI. Uh, I actually have a, an artist that Nick and I were talking about the last time you were here, Nick. Uh, she has a song called Halloween, which is Phoebe Bridger. Oh, yeah. uh, her album Punisher is like, it's great. It's totally mm -hmm. a Halloween record, like start to finish. The cover art is so cool. She's in like a like a skeleton onesie. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this bright red light lighting her in like the middle of like a Joshua tree desert. Yeah. It's beautiful. And she's just kind of looking up the stars. It's a very cool kind of sad gothy uh, album. It's like if I don't want to get any Swifties mad at me, but it's like if Taylor Swift like was really sad, mm -hmm. is kind of what Phoebe Bridger sounds to me. Like she's really awesome. Yeah. I um, don't I don't like any other artist the way I like Phoebe Bridgers, where I feel like if I'm thinking in like percentage wise, I feel like I like Phoebe Bridgers 60% and I like her music 40%. Like there's just something like I like the entity and the idea of Phoebe yeah. Bridgers more than I like her music. I like her music, but I feel yeah. like her draw is her. And, and that's why I kind of stick around. Yeah. It has a really haunting quality to it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's definitely one of those, like if you're in a mood to kind of feel that mood she's a very yeah. good artist to put mm -hmm. on like if you're just kind of in a bummer vibe and you're like i just need someone i need to hear someone that feels the same way i feel she's definitely uh, a good one to dive into and of course uh, i've got dead bodies by rancid which i'm yeah. actually surprised i forgot that's that's a an amazing rancid song it's actually my favorite rancid song and my favorite rancid album is rancid 2000 very, i love that i love that record that record is good start to finish but i'm gonna end with my bayside choice <laughs> which is which is bury me is oh, my yeah. bayside choice that would absolutely be my my song also oh 
haven't heard that in a couple of months. It's very good. Hey, that song <laughs> fucking slaps, dude. And we're absolutely ending on that high note. Nick, if the people want to find you online, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram are both at Nick Bayside. And if they want to check out your Star Wars podcast, because we don't talk about Star Wars anymore, where can uh, they yeah. find that? So I do have a, a Star Wars podcast with Ryan, uh, the singer of Yellow Card, and Adam, the bass player of Story of the Year. Uh, and you can find us, probably the best place to go is uh, on Instagram at, at thankthemakerpod. Nice. Cisco, where can the people find you at home? At Cisco Kid with two Ds, 77 edge at, uh, on Instagram and uh, Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. Those were the Sorry. two. Those were the two. Steve, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at Rex Rex Manning on Twitter and uh, look up Stephen Ellis on Letterboxd. And you can find me at Alex underscore Bacchus on Twitter and at Alex Bacchus on Instagram. And I am also on letter- Letterboxd at Alex Bacchus. I'm not original. With all that being said, I feel like this might be my absolute favorite episode of BSR we've ever done. This was a blast. Thank you so much for coming on, Nick. Uh, go find the playlist on Spotify. Get spooky with us. And just, this has not been an easy year, so you should have fun and listen to music and feel feelings and have a good rest of your week. And we will see you next time on BSR. BSR.